going on? Brian Jump, SAI, Million Dollar PDR Podcast. So what's the word? Welcome to a new episode. It's Monday, July 25th, summer screaming by. Effectively a month left, if that. Hopefully you're enjoying it. It's been a little warm, hasn't it? Most places at least. Uh, great weekend. A lot of stuff happened. We'll go over a couple quick things and then we'll get right after the answers to the quiz. Hopefully you got your Scantrons prepped and ready to go. Grade yourself or have your classmate grade you. And then turn it back into uh, the teacher's assistant if you wouldn't mind so we could score them. Um, so yeah, good weekend. We had, uh, we came in for a few hours. We had a couple ceramics we had to do, which was kind of, I mean, we do it, but it's not a ton of them. Have two back to back is, uh, pretty rare. We, uh, delivered a couple cars, had a couple cars come in for some quick little punch outs. And then, uh, Jeff and Antonio were able to work on the 58 bus a little bit, which was nice getting that thing closer and closer to paint. We're just about there now. I'll probably say another hour or two, and this thing could could be uh, could be based out pretty quicker. So that that's exciting. Um, Sunday came in for just a little bit. Worked on the 65 panel uh, throttle cable mishaps. Those old buses sometimes you have to replace the throttle cable guide. It's the tube that goes through the bus. They get kinked or rusty or whatever. So so we got to. The one we put in, my assistant way back in the day, Bearded Mike, used too too thin of a, and it might have been my fault, I don't remember, but the tube that we use is too thin, too small, choking off the cable, and it doesn't really travel well, so we're going to go have to rip that, th- I already ripped that out, going to have to go with a new one, but uh, anyway, there's your bus report, uh, not much in the way it cost, we had a couple estimates, uh, but we pretty much shut it down yesterday. Um, just to relax a little bit in the afternoon, you know, not to, you got to recharge the batteries, right? Got to be ready to come back out and swing for the, the week, which we still got some good stuff. And then we, oh yeah, we worked on the Tesla, uh, Jenna's Tesla with the bronze gold wrap on it. So yeah, there you go. You're all cut up. Um, let's get after this quiz, shall we? I forget how many, I think it was maybe 15 questions. Does that sound right? We had, uh, kind of broke it down. We did hail. Uh, retail and wholesale, I believe. Looking at my notes here, my teacher's notes. And uh, it was, uh, I don't know, we'll see. I'm curious to see what the feedback is on it so far. I had a couple texts and they said, yeah, you know, this is some good stuff. So I appreciate that feedback. Um, so let's get after it. So right out, right out of the gate, number one, hail. Can you fire an adjuster? Um, what do you think? Can you fire? How would you, I mean, technically, no, you can't, you don't, you're not the adjusters, you know, boss, but you can fire them in the, in the scope that when they're working for you, if you don't like them, you can request a new adjuster happens all the time. You know what? Well, I'm not really getting the, the, the results or I'm not getting the, the inner interaction that I need from Bobby, you know, so please send me another adjuster. And they do that all the time. So and adjusters don't like that, by the way. I don't know how exactly it works, but I someone will get paid if they're a uh, 
a third-party entity and they're just like a contractor, they may not get paid for that. So the time they put in was wasted. And people don't like to work for free. So knowing that, you have some leverage, don't you? There's always so much leverage to be used in insurance uh, interactions. We had Ra Raul, uh, an insurance adjuster, come in this last week from Mercury. He's used to people treating him like shit. And I, I don't, hey, you want a drink? Hey, have a seat? Yeah, all right, let's go. What do you need from me? You know, we go through that. We Because that's all he wants to do. He wants to cut, cut bait and move on. If you communicate like that, don't be a bitch. You know, if you can give them some concessions, they'll usually help you out with some stuff. He had some labor rates that he was, they, they, were, they were pretty low. And he came up on a couple, and then on one, he kind of stuck his ground. I said, all right, can you, hey, can you help me out on some of these part issues? And he did. So I was able to get dealer parts instead of aftermarket or Kappa parts for, for uh, Dan with his Santa Fe. And uh, it worked out. So, so yeah, you can fire an adjuster. Keep that in mind when you're doing hail or you've got a retail PDR job. And if things aren't going the way that they should right at least just being fair and equitable number two who has the most leverage in a hail repair you insurance or the insured well it's not you and as much as you might think it might be insurance it's the insured but there's a fine line to annoying the insured and being part of the problem or carefully and gently guiding the insured to help you get what you need to get the transaction moving and I, this last person I just mentioned, Dan with this Santa Fe, I had to utilize him. He was the claimant, not the insured. So in other words, Mercury's client hit him. So he didn't need to be sweet. And although they aren't going to listen too much to him, they will to a point. Because then the pushback can go to the actual uh, insured. And all Mercury wants is to ensure to be happy and continue to send those checks in or those auto pays every month until they hit the dirt, right? That's pretty much what all, or they stop driving. That's all they want to do. Just keep paying us, shut your mouth. We'll be good. Let's keep this freaking ridiculous relationship going on where you just pay us and we really don't do anything for you except give you fake peace of mind. That's kind of what insurance is. So, sorry, sorry to be so graphic. Hopefully you put your earmuffs on and didn't hear too much of that. That was some nasty talk. So anyway, the most leverage is the insurer. Number three, if the client doesn't pay the deductible, you can lien the car. Yes or no? Technically, yes. As long as you have a signature that, you know, especially on a contract that says blah, blah, blah. It doesn't even say that you can lien the car on the contract. It just basically says they give you uh, approval to do the repair. Yes, they don't want to pay or insurance doesn't pay. Guess what? That's up, that's up to them to go after insurance, not you. You know, the insurance is acting on their behalf. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Mercury hasn't paid us. I can't release the car. Well, I need my car. I understand that. Talk to Mercury. Two months go by. Mercury doesn't pay. Lean sale. File the paperwork. I'm sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. That's up to Mercury. They're not paying for this. Have I? You're probably asking yourself, Brian, have you ever had to? No, we, we haven't. Luckily. But I, I have a lot of mechanic friends for, for repairs have had to lean sale cars because people just didn't want to spend the 5500 bucks for a new tranny for a Kia Rio, you know, or something like that. All right, number four, if your contract deems it, you can bill insurance for uh, auto body repairs for hail, but repair with PDR. True or false? 
It sounds kind of sketchy from the outside. It's like, well, I'm telling them I'm going to do something, one thing, but I'm actually going to do the other. It is allowed. And I'm not an attorney. The laws may vary in certain states or definitely countries. But a lot of people, when I say a lot, most of the people I come across, body shops and PDR shops, do this. Why? Because most of the time, not always, which is kind of funny, but most of the time, the conventional estimate is going to be higher, aka you're going to profit more, make more money, mama gets another purse, kids get you know, new riding toys, or or I don't know, maybe they get you bike Jimmy a car, he's turning 15 and a half to 16 this year. You get more money, typically going conventional, so the answer is true. But get your contract to, to say, your hail contract, to say that we're going to repair it in the best means available for the client, whether it be PDR and or auto body, conventional paint and body. Yep, you should write that in the contract. All right, number five, big hail cars are generally more profitable. True and false. And when, when I say big, big hail, I don't mean like a lifted truck. I don't mean, you know, the Scooby-Doo van. I'm not talking about large vehicles. I'm talking about the hailstones themselves. Okay, hold on one sec. Somebody's at my door. I got to make sure they get what they need. Coming right back. strum the guitar my way back over here to the podcast desk here i'll play some strings there it is you can tell we got a guitar sitting right here all right so big hail cars are generally not more profitable yes the bill's going to probably be higher no you're not going to make as much money typically as smaller hail cars why because smaller hail cars you can push faster quicker cleaner and turn them quicker and and the way that the numbers pencil out is the the production the speed is going to make you more money than it would if you were going to do big hail cars big hail cars take a uh inordinate amount of time so let's say you do you've got a fifteen thousand dollar truck and it takes you five days or let's say you've got a five thousand dollar car and it takes you a full day like a 10 or 12 hour day do the math. I could do 25 grand in the same week it took me to do 15. And I'm gonna my wrists and my body and my gen, my general well-being is gonna be in a better state. So therefore, why would I want to do big hail? I don't. I'd rather do $600 cars and do six or seven of those a day than have a 10 or $12,000 you know car. That just makes no sense to me. Well, sometimes you have no choice. And that's kind of what I was doing. I was doing more like $10,000 cars two summers ago at the uh, Cedar Rapids dealer, uh, the Subaru Nissan dealer, and getting my ass kicked, but making good money. Made over a hundo that month. But I earned it, if you know what I'm saying. Going way back to a John Houseman uh, commercial, which nobody knows what that is. like to throw out references. So there's your first five. Wonder how you guys scored. Hopefully you did well. Those aren't super complicated. Out of all five of those, most people in the game know most of these. All right, but if you don't do hail, then it's a whole different game. All right, retail. We got f five questions here too. All right, in California, signature is required to conduct a repair. True or false? 
Now, you guys may not be in California, but this is probably just about every other state, too. Yes, get a signature. They have to sign it. Even if they print their name on the, on the estimate, that's good. Or they sign on your Mobile Tech RX. Get approval. If you don't have something that a text or an email or something that says, yes, you can work on my car, go ahead. I approve that quote. They technically could come pick up the keys after you've done the repair and say, thanks. Uh, you know, what? I'm not going to pay for it. I'm just not happy. And oh, by the way, you didn't get me to sign. Be a douchey move, but legal. And legal beats douche in any of the rock, scissor, paper games. Rock, scissors, paper, legal, deuce. All right, so number two, PDR option is always better than painting. True or false? Well, us egotistical paintless net repair technicians would love to believe that, but in reality, sometimes it's better to paint. Paint is cracked, it's gonna rust, the damage is so deep, the PDR is just gonna look like ass. You can't access it, you can't glue pull it because it's a respray, blah, 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 blah. Sometimes you just gotta whip out the spray gun, the Devilbus, and let it rock. So there you go on that one. Which panel would be safest to drill in a, if given there was a need? Okay. Well, Brian, I never drill. I'm Dent Jesus. Okay. Well, this the question is not for you then. All right. And by the way, why does everybody own a drill then? Uh, I use it just to polish my tools. Okay. With a drill bit? Right. Okay. A, rail. B, bottom of door. C, behind taillight. D, door jam. It's not rail, because that's the roll case for the car. Don't ever drill in a rail. It's unsightly, it's bad. Don't. Just don't. Conventional paint and body before I would drill in a rail. Just don't do it. Bottom of the door. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Sometimes we have to. Sometimes the little water drain holes or the openings at the bottom of the door, if there's no plugs, factory plugs like a Mercedes or Porsche aren't there, then sometimes you got to go to town. Behind the taillight. Okay. Well, the only thing you gotta worry about behind the taillight is in areas that get a lot of rain, that water could go go in there if you don't uh, seal it up. Or door jam. I don't like drilling in door jams, ever. To me, it's like a rail. It's too unsightly. It's too obvious. If I'm gonna go in a jam and there's some weather stripping, maybe, maybe. And definitely maybe if, if the dent's gonna come out better, right? And they can't see it. But I'm not gonna just put a plug right in a quarter, quarter or a door jam so everybody can see a big fat plug there that's not supposed to be there. I had a guy with a Ferrari the other day, if you guys were listening to the pod on that episode, and says, hey, are, are you gonna have to drill? And I, I've done many of his cars and I've never drilled in them. I did a G-Wagon, dent in his uh, spare tire cover. I did an Aston Martin for him. I did an X7. I've done a lot of stuff for him. Uh, no, no, Jonathan, we're not drilling in your brand new Ferrari Roma. See that plug right there? Oh yeah. That's what I'm going to go through. So, any Hooters. So, the, my, my opinion, this is subjective, but my opinion is be behind the taillight. As long as you can seal up that hole, nobody's ever going to see it, and it should be pretty safe. Car manufacturers are starting to make it to where there is no hole where the taillight wiring goes, and they, they follow the apron and enter or exit the vehicle with the wiring harness from a different area. They don't want any water going into that section of the car. So it's something to think about, but all these years prior, they did, and the car still seemed to last. So I believe that behind the taillight is better than bottom of door, but there's an argument there. Either one of those I would probably score as correct. All right, so you got you guys got a little bit of leeway there. Okay, number four, the customer's always right. True or false? What do you think? 
just because people always say that doesn't mean it's right. And no, I get many customers that are freaking wrong. Douches, a-holes, whatever else. Okay, We wish they were always right. Try to set them up and educate them so they're right. But there's a lot of customers that are flat out wrongs. Number five, the easiest way to get the most for your repair is A, review ratings, pictures of your work before and afters, C, a clean shop, or D, this is a throwaway answer, beg. So what do you think? Let's get rid of begging. Although that might be, man, you know, I, I just keep going back to that guy because he's, he's such a good beggar. Maybe. Pro I mean, probably not. There's probably an exception to that rule, but not one that I know about. A clean shop. Yeah, of course, a clean shop is nice. A lot of people use it as a marketing uh, deal. Okay. I, I know a very, very popular, well-known shop training uh, subscription guy does great videos who has an exceptionally clean shop and promotes that and that's great i can't i wish i could the day the morning we clean the shop the afternoon it's filthy again because we do body work here and body work if you've ever been around it it ain't clean all right pictures of your work before and afters that's what this is what a lot of people do they think that, that they're going to get a lot more work and they post up and da 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 for those of you who've done it a lot no by and large, pictures on their on their own of their work is not going to get things done. It's A, review and ratings. People, that's your brand. Your brand, guys, the true definition is, is the way that people believe and talk about your business. They're, what they feel about your business. It's not what you say it is. It's not your logo. It's not your pant cut or your, your PDR tools that you're using. I got these brand new stand liners, man. That's not your... No. If you want to make more, you have a strong brand, and that's how the customer feels about you. That's what it is. So, review ratings is basically a rating based on how they feel. So, A is for five. And I'll bet you some people probably picked B. But, who knows. Alright. Two-thirds gone, guys. We're on the last third. Wholesale. One, two, three, four. Do I have my fifth there? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Yeah, I do. Yay. All right. Dealers pay the most in the PDR market. True or false? You know, there's some exceptions to this rule. But by and large, no. Heck, and then it's heck no. Techno, heck no. No, dealers don't. They're, they're cheap. They want it for free. And then they want you to wait for your money for 30 more days. We did a hail car for a Porsche Audi... Uh, or shouty BMW store. Sorry about that. A little brain fart. And I'd wait almost 30 days for that stupid ass check. Stupid. And I gave him a great deal on it. That car was $5,000 everywhere else. And he kicked and moaned and screamed like a little freaking toddler for 800 bucks. It's like, shut up. You sold. The car it was a sold unit. And they're getting record money. They're still whining. It's like, shut up. All right. What else? What else? What else? What else? Number two, used car department is the best department in a dealership to target for work. True or false? I mean, this is one of those questions that, yes, it probably is, depending upon the volume of the used cars on the front lot. If they have, let's say, 50 or more cars on the front lot, yeah, the used car department's probably the best department. So that, that's why there's a caveat, this conditional answer here. Or, 
let's say they have less than 30, you know, 20 or 30 cars out there, and they don't turn them that fast, but they got a kick-ass service department. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, you maybe want to go with service department for that answer. So it's a conditional answer. So yes, mostly, more often than not, most PDR techs, just when they go for the jugular, they go to go to sell a, a dealer for their services, they're going to head over to the to the person's in charge of used cars. Could be recon manager, could be if it's a small dealership, could you know, could be the owner, who knows? GM, could be a GSM, could be the service director could handle it. They could have a recon manager. Could be the lot porter. I've seen it all. So there you go. There you go. Used car department mostly. So it's kind of true. All right, 3. The quickest way to lose a dealer count is A, smoke on the lot, drill a hole, double bill a car, or skip a car with a big dent on the lot walk? Well, smoking on the lot, I do know a couple dudes, they were called the dent dudes, and they eventually got fired from a lot for doing that because they would hang out on the front of the lot, but they were told to hang out in the front of the lot. Morons over here at Acura. That's when we actually lost the account because we were working too fast. That's a podcast episode if you dig it up. That's right, we lost a dealer because our technician was working too fast. Tony, uh, thanks for the bill, but you've only been here 30 minutes. Yeah, I know. This is 320 bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know. You want to go look at the cars? No, no, I believe you did them. I just don't understand how, how you could bill $320 in a half hour. That's $600 an hour. I, I don't know what the question is, sir. I mean, the work's done, and this is the, the payment we've always agreed on. Yeah, but I just, I'll have to get back to you on this. Oh, so you're having a problem with him making more money than you make. I see now. So yeah, we lost that account for a month and then they called us back. Freaking weak ass GSM. Grow up, bitch. If you wanna make more money, go make more money. Don't don't hate on the player, hate the game. All right, so smoking on the lot. Drill a hole? I mean, I've seen, I've seen uh, Dent Wizard go around Look for cars that have been drilled in on, on accounts and then pull the plugs and then bring that to, to the, the manager's attention. Pretty douchey move, huh? It's one of their sales tactics. Tactics. Hey, they're drilling holes in your cars and they're wide open. Oh, really? Yeah, behind that weather stripping, there's a hole. I found it. I and, oh, I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't pull the plug. Uh, never mind that plug on the ground right there. Yes. Yes, they're drilling. You realize a drop of water could leak in there and cause havoc, cause a fire. I, I didn't know that. Blow them out, bring us in. We're only 150 a car, and you'll be very happy with our ridiculous services. So yeah, drilling a hole, that's not it, by the way. That's not thats not the quickest way. Um, it's double bill a car. There's no quicker, faster way to piss off a dealer. You'd be better off just billing it once, but not doing the work. Trust me. Oh, you know what? Brian, you, I, you turn in a bill, but there's still a dent in that car. You know, it probably got redented. And you know our policy, sir. We always read PDR a car once we bill for it. We don't we don't charge you twice. It's basically a dent warranty until that car leaves the lot. So yeah, I'll go back out and we'll take that out. Don't you worry about it. It's gonna get done. You're better off doing that than you are turning in two bills. Because then they, they think that you're trying to freaking milk them and, and just it's like an endless cavalcade of bills on, on their aging inventory. That's a quick way to piss off a dealer. Do not ever double bill. What does that mean? Have a great system so you know you're not double billing. 
All right, number four. Rich Witch, not Rich, which recon service generally bills the most at a dealership? A, PDR, B, bumper guy, C, touch up, D, interior. Do you think it's the PDR guy? Do you think it's the bumper guy? Nope. Neither one of those. Do you think it's the interior guy? Of course not. It's C, the touch up guy. The touch up guy, if you've been around the, the wholesale recon business for a long time, they touch pretty much every car. It should be touch up, touch every car up service because they'll find something on every car. A factory flosser, that's why I touched up that car. 65, pay me. I know a guy that was averaging almost 10 grand a dealer. He was doing like six or seven dealers. Ray. He retired, by the way. Happily. Yeah. Touch-up is the shit. Really is. Did you get that one right? I hope so. Oh, I, I you know, I'm sorry. My other page, Wheel Guy was also on there. And no, it's not Wheel Guy either. Oops. All right. Last one, number five. The biggest advantage for serving dealers for a PDR tech is A, profit margins. No, it's obviously not profit margins because like we talked about, you're going to make more money elsewhere than most dealers. Most. B, consistent work. Mm, that could be it because they definitely will give you a good dealer. Where they, hopefully you're not wasting your time. Yeah, I keep going to this dealer and they never give me work. And stop going to them. And yeah, that does happen. C, practice. Okay, that's that's an advantage, but is it the biggest? D, appreciation from the dealer staff. Probably not. Most dealers don't appreciate what we do. It takes a very professional, well-rounded businessman to understand that they need to be humble and be thankful that we come there and take care of their shit. Experienced dealers get this. Douches, new guys don't. So if you're treated like shit, unless it's a really big whale and it's worth being bitch slapped for like dating a stripper and she's just constantly just screwing you over don't do it don't let that dealer be a stripper i'm gonna make that into a license plate frame uh and then uh e referrals dealers probably aren't gonna refer you too much work you might get some but they're hardly ever gonna refer you to other dealers and they're hardly ever gonna refer you to customers yeah you'll get some hey the service drive wants you to uh, call this lady She's got some dents, and just take care of it on your own. Yeah, you'll get some, but that's not the primary driver. The primary driver is just flat out B, consistent work. And people that have dealers, people being techs, know this. And that's why you do it, I hopefully. Hopefully, not for any of those other ridiculous reasons. So there it is, guys. The PDR quiz. It's not super advanced, but it's definitely not for a beginner because you have to have some experience to understand these answers, right? So those of you that are actually out there doing the work, probably got a, at least got a B, I would imagine. Hopefully an A. Turn your turn in your Scantron sheets to the uh, to the teacher's assistant, and we'll uh, we'll mail out grades to your family and your mom and dad. And see what they say. So that's it, guys. That's the quiz. That's the answers. It's Monday. Wednesday, we got another party coming at you. It's actually going to be pretty good. Let me look at my notes. I like what we're doing coming up on Wednesday. Let me see if I've got that handies. Let's see. It's basically going to be called a cautionary tale. And it talks about, about growth and either meeting the customer needs or exceeding them. And how just meeting them is a great way to go out of business. Which sounds kind of weird, huh? I do exactly what the customer wants and I'm going to go out of business? How, Brian? 
<coughs> well, that's why we call that episode a cautionary tale. Coming up this Wednesday at a podcast theater near you. All right, I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully, we'll get some more uh, interviews and some more tech techs coming on the pod as well. Need to catch up with some guys, see what their summer's been like, what kind of repairs they're doing, what they've seen. Maybe they got some new tools to talk about. Who knows? There's all kinds of fun stuff happening in our in our little corner of the universe. So anyway, keep your health, man. Stay healthy. Stay stay happy. Stay in touch with your relatives. Give them hugs. Have some good food. And I will catch you on the next SAI PDR Million Dollar. Sorry. Million Dollar PDR Podcast. Bye-bye for now.